Welcome to the Van Man Podcast. My name is Sam, and I am the Van Man. I have uh, an old friend of mine from college, Mark Lindsay, here with me, and he is a pianist. He's not a professional pianist. He is just a very talented pianist, um, enough that if you know Mark, you know that he's a talented pianist. Um, and I wanted the, I've been thinking about changing the format of the Van Man podcast a little bit to accommodate, um, talented people in everyday life a little bit more. So a lot of the questions I'm going to ask Mark today are, um, around his specific skill and what that's like as an adult. And then I also have some kind of general questions about happiness in life that I want to ask him at the end. Um, but Mark, how you doing, man? I'm great. It's good to see you, Sam. Good to see you, too. (laughs) How long has it been? 12 hours of sleeping? Yeah, I know, yeah. Too long, Um, too long. Too long. Um, So it's interesting. We're actually recording this in New York City because Mark and I have always wanted to go to the U.S. Open. So we got to go Saturday, and now we're just hanging out in New York and recording an episode. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) It's super fun, yeah. Um, Tell everybody kind of what your, like, everyday life is. You know, you're doing your PhD right now. Give a little blurb about that. Yeah, so I'm doing my PhD in electrical and computer engineering. Um, I research speech processing, um, and there's a big AI focus. Uh, so lots of machine learning. Honestly, it's kind of like a computer science PhD, but um, it's a good time. It's one of my passions, but I don't think that's really the topic of today. <laughs> <laughs> eh, we can if you want. Uh your study, if I remember right, is specifically around getting machines to recognize the difference between uh, a recorded audio or real audio. So if somebody was listening to our conversation right now and then we had a TV playing, the AI is trying to figure out the difference between the TV and us. Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can dive into that if you want. But <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> You're the van man, Sam. You, I don't know. You, you call the shots. Okay, tell me about how does uh, piano fit into your life? How often do you get a chance to play or how often do you have to play in order to kind of keep it up? Um, it really depends on where I am. For example, over the summer I was doing an internship and I really only had the chance to play the piano a few times, which was kind of sad for me. Um, but normally I play at least a few times a week. Um, I When I moved to Pittsburgh, I bought a digital piano um, just from Costco so that I had the opportunity to opportunity to play a little bit more. Um, but I try to play on real pianos as much as I can. Um, and sometimes I'm a little more into it. You know, I'm pre- prepping for something and other times it's just for fun. So, um, yeah, because it is essentially just a hobby, it is kind of all over the place, but I try to play as much as I can. When you say prepping for something, what are, what's something you would prep for? Uh, for example, a few years ago, I played a solo recital, um, like right before I went off to uh, study abroad. Um, you were there for that, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a lot of preparation. I played quite a few pieces all in a row. Um, but more recently, I've just been playing stuff and recording it and putting it on YouTube just for fun. Uh, more of kind of a personal journal, I guess, of uh, pieces that I've played um, than trying to get famous. But it's fun to share also with, with my friends and people that enjoy the music that I play. Oh, I for sure enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, that YouTube video definitely circulated around my family chat first of all. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it was great. We, we all know who you are and we all know. Yeah. Um, is there a way for you to kind of explain to my listeners, like, how good are you really? How, like, how good at piano are you? Um, 
Hmm. Or do That's, you suck? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I feel like I do. I no, but I I am fairly confident in my abilities. You know, I would say <clears throat> I can explain it like this. Before I started college, I was considering what my major was going to be. And um music was always a consideration. I mean, I knew that it was right. not really the job that I wanted, but it is a very important passion of mine. And so I think that I would have been able to get into a decent music school, not like Juilliard or Eastman or any of those really really big named ones. Um but I would have been able to audition <clears throat> if I gave myself enough time to prepare and probably get into a decent music school. And since then, I've been able to keep up my piano. I'm probably not quite as good as I was <clears throat> at the end of high school, but um, still around that level. So right. kind of entry-level music student um, type level. Oh, yeah. That, that's I've got an image of what that is. Yeah, right. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Ho hopefully that's <laughs> Hope helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the kid in high school who played all the time that was actually good at piano. Sure, sure. And then just didn't go to college. For, yeah, right. for that specifically. You know, for that yep. specific thing. Mm -hmm. But you really have kept it up really well. I mean, even, I mean, that's how I know that you play piano is that recital you did years ago and right. the amount of practicing you did for that. And it was a lot of Russian music. <laughs> it was all Russian music. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a lot of angry sound mm, music. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Why? I mean, what, what is it about piano that, you know, makes you continue it and want, it makes you want to play more and more? Mm. That's a great question. I think it, th there's a lot to that, the, the, the answer to that question. Uh, first of all, I think it's just like really sentimental for me. So, um, you know, growing up, I have always been kind of in touch with classical music. Um, I was talking to my parents the other day. We were talking about when all of the, like myself and my uh, my siblings were young and all the things that we would do. Um, and one of those things was for me was I would watch the Disney animated Peter and the Wolf, like super super old animation, um, over and over and over again. Like we would get it from the library, and my parents would just put it in. Um, and we, <laughs> I would just be busy for hours watching this animated film. And to this day, I still really love Peter and the Wolf. It's by Prokofiev, he's one of my favorite composers. Um, and so, like, since then, and since, you know, elementary school, when my mom would, like, drive me from Pleasant Grove to Lehigh when we were moving um, and just, like, play classical music in the car and, like, ask me what was going on, um, I've just loved it, right? So part of playing the piano connects me back to that. Um, another part of playing the piano is um, it's just a really good emotional release. So I... <laughs> tend not to be the most emotive person all the time. Um, what? I know, right? <laughs> Sam, do you even know me? But um, I do release a lot of emotion by listening to music and playing music. Um, and maybe that's why all of my <laughs> music that I choose to play is so angry. But um, <laughs> no, really, I'm not that angry of a person. But I think um, it is a really good cathartic experience for me. Um so those are, those are two things that come to mind. It... What's interesting about that is that, you know, a lot of people release uh, release their energy and emotion through music, but usually it's like pop music, not classical music. Mm, right. You know, but for you, it's very classical music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
well, we've talked about this obviously several times, you trying to get into jazz and being kind of a challenge just because it's such a different type of, of piano. Mm-hmm. Um, can you speak to some of the, the challenges that you've run into playing piano as an adult, besides obviously not having a piano with you? Just how have you gone about keeping piano in your life and, and what have you done to get better at it? Okay. So during college, so I'm still still a university student, I guess, but we'll say during undergrad, I took a few more piano classes. So I took piano all the way through high school and then took a few more piano classes in college. Um, and I think, especially for me, as someone who enjoys school and having that um, like academic structure to things, taking classes has been extremely important. Um, it kind of forces me to do things um, even with something like piano that I love, it's just good to have a structure and someone there kind of pushing you. Um, so that's been one thing. Um, and as far as like pushing myself, I guess just having some goals, um, they come about pretty naturally. Uh, I would say I, I learn about this new piece and I hear it and think, oh, I want to play this. And so I say, okay, I'm going to learn it now. And there's not usually a timeline a timeline in mind per se. It's just I start working on it, and if I like it enough, then it will <laughs> be complete at some point. Um, but for something like jazz, um, I've told you that I took a jazz piano class a semester or so ago, and it was really enjoyable. I, I do really like the sound of jazz, but I think... Um, I will need to take more classes, essentially. <laughs> I will need to have a little bit more motivation um, for my jazz piano than I do my classical piano at this point. Like, for classical, it's just very intrinsic. I just want to do it. With jazz, it sounds cool. I'm interested in the idea, but I need a little bit more than just my own motivation. It, is it that your own motivation, like you just don't want to play jazz very much, or is it that much more difficult for you? That it makes it harder to play often? It's just a new thing, I think. Um, okay. So it, I do have a little bit less motivation just because it is not my thing. Um, but then it's also, yeah, this new concept. There's a lot of different stuff that's going on. So um, I need to learn it, and sometimes learning can be slow, and sometimes learning can be not super motivating, but even for me who loves the piano. <laughs> right. Why is it that uh, jazz has been troublesome for you? Um, I think it's, uh, well, a variety of reasons, but mainly uh, it just doesn't have quite the defined structure as classical music. So basically you're just usually given some chords and maybe the melody of whatever tune you're playing, and then you're expected to fill in everything else. And I can fill it in. Like, I know the chords. Like, my music theory background is pretty solid. Um... But the problem is I just don't know the style well enough. I don't know, um, you know, the rhythms or the chord voicings that I want to use well enough to just, like, right. plop it down and say, you know, this is my interpretation of this song. Whereas classical, they give you all the notes and they give you all the rhythms, um, but the interpretation is still up to you, and I can do that. I feel confident with that. Could I describe it as like if somebody gave you three different chords and said improv a classical piece, you could mm. kind of flow through a classical sounding made up improv piece with those three chords. But then with jazz, <laughs> it's just different rhythms and it's it's just 
doesn't come as naturally. But- sure. I mean, if, improv has never really been my thing, but I think back to, I was in jazz band in high school for the, for my senior year. Um, they kind of just recruited me because I played the piano. I, right. <laughs> I had no jazz experience. Gotcha. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was, it was not a great experience because I wasn't given a lot of direction, but I do remember very, um, specifically one time they, kind of pointed me out and said solo now i was like okay and so i started going and then after after the song was done everyone was like yeah you're a classically trained pianist (laughs) it's like thanks everyone thank you thank you so i think there is some truth to that like yeah if you give me chords i will play something that sounds very classical (laughs) yeah oh i can't i mean i don't know if everybody else listening to this kind of thinks about this but i mean one of the reasons that you know one of the thoughts that pops in my head that says i need to interview mark is it's like i can't do that that's just so incredible that's so amazing so i mean even to be able to improv classical is it's pretty solid um could you give some advice to people who well let's let's say specifically people who want to play piano and Mm. me (laughs) (laughs) you play Uh, the piano sam well, I am capable. Um, what would be your advice to someone, you know, about my skill level? Maybe someone who took piano in, in high school and then completely stopped, never got good at it. Yeah, I would say that a lot of people kind of discredit the possibility that they could still learn the piano. Like, you know, you, you become an adult and you have all these responsibilities and it might seem like there's no time for learning the piano. But, you know... As a kid, I would play the piano for 30 minutes a day, and I progressed very quickly. Just think, as an adult, like, who's learned so much more than a kid, like, intentionally learned so much more than a kid, um, you can you can make those practice sessions very effective, I think. And you can get to a certain level with just 30 minutes of practice a day, um, or, you know, X amount of time per day, whatever you're willing to put into it. Um, and I think that's probably true of pretty much any hobby or interest. Right. Um, so a lot of the time, I I don't think it's really the time per se. It's more of just the the willingness to participate and right. and the motivation. Um, you got to find something that really interests you. And I think that's kind of what kills a lot of people's interest in piano lessons in the first place is they don't get to play the music that they like. I was very lucky because I liked classical music, and that is generally what traditional, you know, piano lessons teach is classical music. So right. I just I was just into it. From well, the there's beginning. there's good classical music to play from beginner to advanced. True. Whereas, like, yeah. if you want to play pop songs, you know, it's like, well, good luck trying to find a decent pop song that is at your level. Right. And then also that same song at higher levels. You know, it's it's sure. just. It's impossible. It's either one note or too many notes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so broadening that out a little bit, what would be your advice for people who just have a passion and want to, you know, get better at their passion? I think just do it. <laughs> you you have to make time for it. Um, and I don't know. Everyone's life is a little bit different. Um, everyone approaches things a little bit differently. So I don't think there's a one size fit all fits all answer to this. But for me, um, the things that I love to do and the things that I'm genuinely interested in will happen. Like I, I don't overschedule myself. <laughs> um, 
like I am a busy PhD student, but I do make sure that I have time for me. And so in that time for me, those passions generally tend to happen. And the ones that are, that I'm more passionate about than others generally rise to the top. Right. Um, that's been my experience. Yeah. We, we've talked about that quite a bit actually in the last couple of days is just having time for yourself or, or just having time to mm-hmm. be bored yeah. because some of these things, and we talked about this on Saturdays, like if you want to play piano and Actually, I'm going to use exercise as an example because everyone's super familiar with it. If you want to go exercise, but then you think right now, I don't want to put on my tennis shoes. I don't want to go to the gym. Well, if you have a better option, you're going to go do the better option. But if you continue to sit there staring at your tennis shoes thinking, well, I can either go to the gym where I can sit here and be bored. You're going to go to the gym eventually because that's the best option. And it's not great, but it's better than being bored. And so having like time and space for yourself to sit there and be bored if you choose to is pretty meaningful. You know, like there have been times in the van where I'll sit in front of a planet fitness for like an hour before I go in because I'm like, well, I'm sleeping here tonight. So I'm here till 10 PM and it's 8 PM right now. So I can sit in the van for two hours or I can go blow an hour working out in the gym. You know, it's bored or that. Yep. <laughs> Eventually you just choose it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like it's that way with, piano as well like setting aside time to allow yourself to be bored therefore kind of coercing yourself into your passions a little bit yeah i um before our conversations this week i never really thought of doing that so deliberately um but just i think back to you know junior high or high school be after school one day like i know my friends are busy with something so i'm just sitting around in my house what else do I do but play the piano? I don't know. Right. There's another better option. I'll just go sit in there. And it's like, sometimes it's even a little bit mind numbing. It's just like, okay, I'm doing this thing. It like feels pretty good. Like sounds nice. (laughs) I'm just here and I enjoy it. So like, why do anything else? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, practicing and kind of going through the motions isn't necessarily like the deliberate packet, perfect practice that makes you better every day, but it does matter. Yeah. Like, Playing for 30 minutes without really having the heart and soul in it is still playing for 30 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so here are some uh, more general questions. Um, when do you feel most like you? Um, I think when I'm doing the things that I love. So back to passions. I do have a lot of passions, and I feel very at home with some of them. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, that's a good way to express myself and a good way to feel in, like I'm doing something natural to me. So playing the piano, that's a great example. <laughs> Do you want to talk about or give a blurb about some of your other passions as well? Sure. Um, so I do really love the Chinese language. I've been learning it since I was 12 years old, so that's 16 years now. And he's quite good at that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Um, but just learning things about language and specifically the Chinese language and Chinese culture um, which, yeah, they, that feels, makes me feel at home, even though I'm just about the whitest dude you'd ever see. <laughs> He's a ginger. Uh, yes. <laughs> whitest dude. He's got red hair. Yeah. I burn, sunburn very easily. <laughs> um, but yes, learning Chinese, learning certain things, you know, engineering related stuff, math engineering. I'm reading a very thick book about AI and music and stuff right now. And I, I really enjoy that. Um, let's see other passions. I like to play tennis. Um, 
that is kind of my exercise outlet. I'm glad that I have that. Otherwise, I would probably never move my body anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel you. Yeah. Having some kind of a competition or outlet and a game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to exercise is so much better than going to the gym. Yeah, for sure. So those are kind of my my main passions and hobbies. I also feel really at home when I'm with friends. So it's good to talk to you, Sam. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. it's been a Thanks good weekend. Thanks for joining with, me in my van. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good weekend with you and Jacob. And it's, you know, living in Pittsburgh, I'm not close to a lot of my friends that I made in high school and college, but I get to go back to Utah fairly frequently, um, luckily. And I am always down to get people together because yeah. I like it. It makes yeah, me no, feel good. And, uh, on that note, because we're so far away, that's one of the reasons I love your YouTube videos when you do post a new song is because it's like, I don't get to sit around and watch you play piano like I used to. That mm. was always really fun. We used to sing at the piano together. That's right. Uh, not well, but it was super <laughs> fun. We did that several times. Yeah, I was thinking um, so about that. some Billy Joel songs and mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's fun seeing the videos because it's like, oh, he's still playing. Thank God. Because, <laughs> you, you know, you want your friends to to go after their their talents especially that you're so good at it i try to be as encouraging as i can um okay uh two more questions on you know, just general advice for people as a talented person yourself and giving advice to other you know other people who want to be talented and be happy um how or what would be your advice to someone on how to live a happy life mm. I have been talking to some friends about this. I don't remember if I think we brought this up the other night. Probably. Um, but w I have a friend that mentioned to me one time and kind of changed my perspective on how other people see the world. And she essentially said it's hard for her to feel content and happy because she's always looking forward to the next thing. Kind of the I won't be happy until X happens mentality. Um, and I think... Luckily for me, I'm a very content and happy person, and I just right. don't do that. Um, so, and I mean, there's only so much control that you have over over your mind in that way, I think. But um, I guess the conclusion that I'm I came to, and what the point that I'm trying to make now, is that you should always make time for yourself to do the things that will make you happy. I think most people generally know at least a couple things that'll make them feel good. And so, you know, if you make time for that and then you do it regularly, I think you've got at least a decent basis. Um, you might not be, you know, the happiest you've ever been, but you've at least got something to fall back on. Right. And then from there, hopefully your life, you know, gets better if it needs to. It improves a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you will eventually get to the happier place. Yeah. yeah. And, and just like we talked about before, I mean, it, it's having time and having the space to, if you don't know what makes you happy, it gives you time to explore, mm -hmm. right? It gives you time to try new things because you're making time to, for yourself to discover those things. Um, okay. Similar question. What would be your advice to someone on how to be a good person? Mm. Uh, yeah. You mentioned this question to me yesterday, so I've had a second to think about it. I think it's important to know what you believe in first off. Um, because, I mean, there's always kind of this philosophical question of what is good. What is there a general good that can be described for, you know, all people? And, you know, as a religious person, I think the answer is yes. But as an individual, um, I also think that you kind of have to define that. You have to know very clearly in your mind what good means. Right. 
And then once you have that definition, you got to follow it. I think hypocrites in anyone's mind are people that aren't good <laughs> um, yeah. because they don't even abide by their own principles. Um, but yeah, if you have a moral base and you stick to it, I think that generally makes you a good person. If that moral base is way off, that's maybe a different story and people can disagree about that. But right. there's only so much you can do about other people's thoughts and uh, there's everything you can do about your own. Ooh, I love that. Cool. Thank you. That's all my questions. Thank you, Mark Lindsay. Yeah. Thanks. See so, yeah. ya.